You are about to discover what lies beyond the fifth dimension, beyond the deepest, darkest corner of the imagination, in the Tower of Terror. I'm Ashby. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you, Cheryl? <laughs> I was in the fifth dimension. She <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, welcome back. That was so good. I'm so sorry I ruined it. Or <laughs> or you didn't, and that's, that's what we That's actually used. really funny, yeah. Where were you? I was in the fifth <laughs> Welcome aboard. Please keep all hands, arms, legs, and feet inside at all times. Podcast, you are all clear. talking about tower of terror that's the sound i make when i write it (laughs) except a little bit more like yeah "Ah!" yeah yeah. (laughs) i'm usually laughing like an idiot the whole time (laughs) of tower of terror yeah mine's like tower of laughter oh is it nervous laughter like are you so scared you're laughing no, I think it's just that feel, like, whenever that weightless feeling happens mm-hmm. on any type of ride, I just started laughing uncontrollably. Right. Oh, my gosh. It's like a nervous little tick you yeah. got. Yeah. I don't scream. I'm going to be in trouble if, like, somebody ever tries to rob me. I'm just going to laugh. <laughs> then they'll be like, this this guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that might play into your advantage. It could. It could. <laughs> but, yeah, today we're talking about the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror and all of its kind of offshoots i suppose um there are quite a few versions of this ride yeah scattered throughout the world so it turns out i didn't know this but the second phase of development for disneyland paris and let's get into it too maybe not but later disneyland paris (laughs) Mm. used to be called euro disney right Mm -hmm. i like knew that but i forgot that Mm -hmm. and yeah i forgot right how, what a crazy world if it was still there. But they had originally wanted to include a free fall top, type ride in Frontierland named Geyser Mountain. Oh. So they were kind of thinking about a roller coaster and then it would shoot people up into a vertical shaft. But, I mean, ultimately that never happened. But because Disney likes to recycle old ideas, when they were adding things to Disney's Hollywood Studios, I guess that's when they decided to add a quick fall ride just like the Tower of Terror. Very interesting. Oh, how nice. So this was all early 90s then. Not, well, it was like the 2008s, yeah, the 80s, the 90s, around that time. Interesting. Cool. I was also, um, I didn't know that that Euro Disney fun fact, um, but I was I was looking up kind of like how did how did we get to here with the with the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, um, and I didn't realize that Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood Studios was an addition to Hollywood Studios that it did not open with the park and, That's and right. Sunset That's Boulevard right. is where Tower of Terror kind of looms at the very end of that street, um, kind of very iconically I'd say as well. Um, but that's a fun fact that. It was that was the first expansion to Disney's Hollywood Studios. I didn't even think that. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember hearing that at some point, but I, 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 I guess it, it's just it's when you go, it's just there, and you're just like, oh, this is just part of <laughs> the park. Yeah, it's always been here, and it is used like on merchandise as mm-hmm. the icon a lot of the time. Well, Studios well. has been through some you know crazy. Yeah. 
rebranding yeah, identity over the crisis last few spark. years. Yeah, they don't know what they are. Um, also, this was, I couldn't find a ton of information to back this up, but there were a couple accounts of Sunset Boulevard's original um, uh, like concept was to be like a Roger Rabbit area. Oh, that um, makes sense. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, and that was kind of like built into the, it was always going to be kind of like the phase two it was always going to be the first expansion in for the park um, after it opened. But then between, when did Hollywood Studios open? 89. Mm-hmm. Between like 89 and 92, there, were, there was a ton of back and forth about um, kind of that deal. And it essentially dissolved, but they knew they were going to build out Sunset Boulevard. So they're like, you know how there's like trolley tracks down the middle of yeah. Sunset Boulevard that you... I personally am always constantly like falling into and <laughs> rolling my ankle. Um, those are kind of left over from some original, this idea of like a Roger Rabbit trolley ride or something. Um, oh, that makes super sense. Super interesting. Yeah. And there's like, and there used to be, I don't know if there still is. Someone can maybe confirm this. There used to be like a big, I remember this. There used to be a big billboard on Hollywood Boulevard of like Jessica Rabbit. And yes. Do you know, so that was like, a, then and that was like a tribute. It always seemed a little random, but that they did that as a tribute to like um, what could have been or what maybe was supposed to have been. But um, personally, Sunset Boulevard is my favorite area in all of Hollywood Studios and top five locations in all of Walt Disney World. Just kind of the vibe on Sunset mm, Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And looking at it, so Sunset Boulevard opened in July 1994 with... My guess Tower of Terror must have opened at the same time. And then, yeah, it yeah, did. Yeah, J- July 22nd, 1994, it opened but up. Rock and Roller Coaster, which is the other staple of Sunset, was not open until 1999. 1999? Wow. Five yeah. years later. Yeah. Holy cow. I always have associated that they opened up very um, near each other in that timeline. That feels like yeah. a lot of years in between, actually. I just thought they were always married. Like, I thought yeah. they have always been there together. That is very interesting. Cool. Um, anyone else have some history history fun facts? Yeah. So what I was also looking at, what I thought was really fun, was that when they were trying to come up with a theme for what is now the Tower of Terror, they looked at things like Dick Tracy's Crime Stoppers was one idea that they threw out. Um, but that wound up being Indiana Jones, and so that was went to Disneyland. But there were also things like um, Stephen King novels that they looked at, and then they were thinking of like a Vincent Price ghost tour. And then ultimately they wanted to get into a real hotel um, feel, and that's when they went into the Twilight Zone. So... That is very interesting to me. So it was, it was always like the concept seemed to be kind of spooky. They wanted to have it like a kind of scary attraction, right? Like, well, and it's funny that it's like when you said those two names specifically, like Stephen King. Right. I'm, almost, I'm like, what? That's that is like extreme, far end of the spectrum. And then even Vincent Price. That's like, if if either of those had been like a final, you know, version, like that would. I don't know that I would ride it. <laughs> it would be very scary. It would be yeah. very scary. Um, so I feel so like they're, like I feel like um, Twilight Zone is probably more like family friendly in a way. Maybe I don't know. Well, I was actually gonna. That was gonna be my next point of um, 
discussion here. Has anyone ever seen the Twilight Zone? Like the original, whatever, how many, 150 episodes or whatever there were? Oh, no. Like, I think no. maybe the one with William Shatner on a plane, for sure, I've seen. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know. These these were on cable at some point, like during the day, because uh, I, I distinctly remember watching them, like on AMC, I think, like as a kid. I don't, I remember watching these with my sister, and they were creepy and and creepy is the best word because i mm. i agree ashby i think there's um stephen king is like horror um, right but twilight zone is creepy and it was always stuff that was kind of visually unsettling or just like creepy things would happen it was always like aliens or um creatures of some way um but what's so interesting about twilight zone is that it always kind of wrapped up with a with a lesson basically or it was like it was like a word of warning right so like the bad guy often got punished in a twilight zone movie or in an episode it's kind of interesting um didn't always like end happy i guess but there was like a it was like it was like a very old school fairy tale in that way where it was like if you're a naughty child the witch is gonna eat you you know um (laughs) tune in next week (laughs) yeah and so i kind of always not being a fan of horror necessarily but kind of into the, the sort of creepy stuff i i liked them so i think this um i'm happy it is twilight zone and not stephen mm-hmm. king i guess mm-hmm. well and even at the end of the ride they give you that word of warning that cautionary tale if you find yourself in an elevator you never know whose spot you're gonna take or whatever they say but no you're totally right because i remember there was and i only remember this because the snl skit that pamela anderson was in where everyone had a pig face and they kept saying that she was ugly but that was in reference to an actual twilight zone episode where this lady wakes up and she's in this different world or whatever and everyone has this pig looking face and they think that she's like crazy and weird but she thinks that they're crazy and weird but then the moral of the story was at the end that you know people who look different aren't different from you yeah exactly wow yeah it's interesting. We, um, I'm gonna start sending you guys like clips of the sh- of the show, like oh unprompted. Um, <laughs> Please, but it's really good. And so, so here's just some fun facts about. Well, and I guess specifically, the uh, Walt Disney World, Disney Hollywood Studios, Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, um, opened on July 22nd, 1994. It's unique for a lot of reasons, but one would be because they. Um, because of the combined ride system of a, a drop ride and a dark ride. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an interesting kind of um, thing that they did. Um, it's 199 feet tall, um, and it is the second tallest attraction in Walt Disney World. Does anyone know what the most the tallest attraction is? I do because I Googled it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do because I'm looking at this document that was put together. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, what is it? <laughs> Expedition Everest. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm glad we all did our homework, though. That makes me happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Expedition Everest is 199.5. Um, Whoa. I another... didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like barely. That's so funny. Know. It's like half an inch. If they um, stacked up all the ponytail holders that's cur- that's currently on Expedition <laughs> Everest, um, it would probably be above 200 feet. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 
for yeah, sure. Over above 300 feet, and I should correct myself. Um, so the reason the attraction is kind of an odd number of 199 is that um, if it is over 200 feet, they Disney would have had to put up um, like a big red light, basically, to warn any low-flying like aircrafts. <laughs> that yeah. it, um, and that would just go against a major theming. So it was they kind of pushed it physically as far as they could um, so it wouldn't interact or kind of mess with the theming um speaking of theming though another fun fact about this specific um attraction is that from behind the structure can actually be seen from inside epcot mm-hmm. um and i'm not i don't know if i'm going to explain this correctly so someone else could jump in here as well but the back portion of tower of terror was painted and kind of built in such a way that um, because you can see it from Epcot, it was built to blend in with the Morocco Pavilion. So it just looks like it's part of it, kind of, or on the horizon, and it doesn't um, affect the Morocco theme. That's it's it's like what it's a great example of one of the things that I love about Imagineering in that they they cater to every audience, right? Like they they think to the my, the the minute level of just, you know, oh, make sure it fits in with the background of a country for that one random person that might notice it when they're walking around Epcot, you know? And that's what I just love. They they go, and it's almost like, I think that question comes up a lot when they're working on projects of like, how far down do we go into detail? And a lot of times I think they just go so deep, which is great. And it's nice because it's not, catering to you know the whole audience it's like there's probably a small fraction of people that would truly appreciate it you know maybe they're looking for it versus like you know it's a fun fact that people share and they're like oh that's cool but there are there's a few people that would probably see that and go ah nice job disney you know way to go and i love that they cater to all the audiences that come in the ones that are really looking at detail and then the ones that are just trying to get to the next ride you know not paying attention to anything yeah i think actually the um, sentiment of it is probably most valuable for the person who never who never knows that fun fact, actually, that they just look across the lagoon. Cheryl, what's the name of the lagoon in Epcot World Showcase? Good question. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that lagoon. Um, and they don't notice. They don't notice that that's the Tower of Terror. They just look across and say, wow, mm-hmm. what a magnificent right. view this is. That's actually kind actually, of the coolest part. Actually, it's a very contrived, very difficult um, name to remember. It is the World Showcase Lagoon. Thank you. Wow. That What's is What's funny is I, I just, I said that, but I was on mute on my microphone. Oh, no. <laughs> sure. Because I was like, wait, isn't it the World Showcase Lagoon? And then my fact didn't make it through. So oh, thanks. Gosh. Well, lesson learned. Keep your, keep your mic on. <laughs> I was drinking water. I didn't want you all to hear it. It's important. Gotta stay hydrated. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, my only other fun facts, and we can jump back to this a little bit later, are the other versions of this ride. Do we want to kind of say those now? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, so it was. this was obviously a wildly successful attraction in Hollywood Studios. So when California Adventure was built out in Anaheim, um, they built the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror out there as well. A couple of things were different. The The ride itself was adjusted. Um, well, we can talk about this later, but there are some things that make 
the Florida version so great, but also mm-hmm. makes it break down um, a lot. <laughs> and so <laughs> in order it. to, right, I think worth it. But in order to increase, um, you know, hourly capacity and just downtime and reduce downtime in general, a couple of things were changed um, in California. Um, but still, it kept the exact same storyline and theme uh, of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. And that opened in 2004. Recently, um, I believe 2017, someone can fact check me on that. That was a, it was closed down and rethemed as a Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout. Correct. January um, 3rd, 2017. Cool. Nice. And I have not personally been on Guardians of the Galaxy, but everyone who, you know, this has come up with, the, you know, the nerds in my life and they all really like it. So looking forward to the day. Yeah, I enjoyed it for sure. I, I was hesitant. Well, here's the thing. So California Adventures, Tower of Terror, I was not a big fan of, um, but I was. I, it's because I was used to Florida. I feel like if you're going to ride them, you should ride the others first because <laughs> Florida to me just is such a, has such a wow factor to it that you're not expecting. And California Adventure, it was just kind of like, okay, we go up and down and and I actually felt like, I don't know if this is, this is probably not accurate at all, but I just feel like it takes longer to get on the ride uh, for this, for the, basically the drop ones versus Florida. Because um, I feel like the load and unload happening at the same time, you know, like, I feel like there's totally. things that just make it feel, even when you have a fast pass, I feel like I wait longer to get on the ride in California or Tokyo or whatever instead of Florida where it, I don't know it just feels like I'm you're there's constant movement happening because of all the different ride vehicles that they have I don't know where I was going with that oh Guardians of the Galaxy right um yeah so besides the fact that I I hate that it feels like you're waiting too long um I mean the overlay that they did and the show element great I mean they used Marvel they used some great characters it has great comedy um and it's got a f- cool story you know so I, I gave it a thumbs up. Well, and I'll say, in growing growing up in Central Florida, um, and I love the Tower of Terror, but I'll tell you, like, every time I'm like, yeah, this is great, let's get on it. And as soon as I sit there, like, my anxiety goes through the roof, and I'm like, why did I ever do this? And especially for the one in Orlando, you go up, and as, you know, I don't know if anyone's ridden it, but you go into the fifth dimension, and then you kind of go into this black room, and you feel it, all the humidity, and I know that it's happening, and then it just gives me time to build up that scare factor. Um, but you don't have that in California. So when I wrote it for the first time, it scared everything out of me. I'm pretty sure I peed myself a bit because I was prepared to just wait for a second, but they don't give you any sort of heads up. You just start falling. And so, you know, yes, I would say ride that one first because then you get a cool experience out of the one in Orlando. But if you would like to pee yourself, go the opposite direction. You won't be expecting it. Yeah. The element of surprise. Yeah. Gotcha. And for Guardians of the Galaxy, I love it because, I mean, that's the reason I love Aerosmith is you give me some fun songs to listen to while I'm getting scared to death and I like it even better. I don't (laughs) think I've ever actually watched the screen and what's happening because I'm so terrified. But it's I mean, it's just as much fun. But that's why ultimately also at the Walt Disney Studios in Paris, I recently went there. It's basically the California version. So that was pretty cool, too. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, so currently in the world, um, Hollywood Studios and Paris are the only two 
current Tower of Terrors or Tower of Terror style attraction, I guess I should say now, um, that have anything to do with the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's yeah, Paris was basically just a clone of uh, California Adventure and, and still is. Um, however, kind of in comparison, the Tokyo Disney Sea version um, mm-hmm. is called the Tower of Terror um, does not, and has nothing to do with the Twilight Zone. Um, no. Yeah, it, it was actually interesting when I rode that because I wasn't, I, I and I don't know how accurate this is, but I, when I was in China, <clears throat> there was a lot of talk about the element of like horror and getting scared is not something that uh, is, I guess, as embraced as we embrace it here in America. <laughs> in Asia, it's a little different. Um, so they try to steer away from things that are too scary uh, for things. I, I don't know. Th- that was something that I remember being discussed when I was there. Um, but Tokyo, it was a, it was it was an interesting like I don't know walking in only knowing Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, uh, and it was a story about this owner of the building who disappeared, and then it becomes this whole thing you know with where did he go type of environment. Interesting. Um, and so it's, it's got a good story. It's just, it's just different. It's if you're used to, you know, in the States or in Paris, the, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. I mean, this, I'm looking at photos of the, the Tower of Terror at Disney Sea, and it is beautiful. Like, it is yes. so elaborate. It's, yeah, I'm, it's reading. It's, uh, the attraction is also a hotel called the Hotel High Tower. Um, and this is something I would love to dedicate like a whole episode to, but this is linked into the like mythology of the SEA. Um, are you guys familiar with that? Nope. Mm-mm. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so this is like um, the Society for Explorers and Adventurers, and it's oh, kind of like yeah. it's kind of like this unofficial official thing. Um, Imagineer Joe Rohde has a lot to do with it, I feel like. Um, And so there's a couple of attractions throughout Disney properties that are kind of linked to this Society of Explorers and Adventurers. So uh, Harrison Hightower is a character that is in this association. Um, The Adventurers of the former Adventurers Club in Pleasure Island was associated with it. The Jungle Cruise, Skipper Canteen, um... What else? There, there are there are more, but it's this kind of like turn of the century, um, safari esque adventurers club, and and it's of of all these fictional characters, but they're all connected in some way. Um, there's a lot there. It's kind of a it's a cool little if you know you know kind of fun fact thing about Disney, and it was uh, I I would be super interested that if. They like explored and expanded on that because um, it's something that ha- seemed to happen pretty organically in Disney, right? Like it's it's IP that they own, but not ex- not really. It's not a movie itself um, or something that they've acquired. It's it's this kind of fa- it's a little fan based too, right? These like cult attractions. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm going to send you guys so many articles on this. You're going to become obsessed with it. Um, oh, I love it, and it makes sense too because I remember I I remember walking through the queue, and I didn't I should have paid more attention or. Maybe I did, and I just don't remember. But like, I definitely remember elements of, and even thinking like, "Oh, this is this is reminiscent of the Adventurers Club mm-hmm. um, that used to be, you know, at Pleasure Island." And uh, now that makes sense. Now I understand why why it felt that way. It's cool though because in looking and reading a little bit about that, it talks about how the hotel owner 
and stole all of these artifacts and stowed them in the hotel. And if that's true, then it also makes it feel like they really thought it through when they were retheming the Guardians of the Galaxy because that's the entire premise for the lobby and everything there is they're stowing all these artifacts in the Guardians of the Galaxy and they have to go in and they have to steal them. So they all are linked in some way, right? There's the hotel linked to the hotel in Disney Sea yeah. that has the artifacts that's linked to the Gala. It's so that's so interesting. Wow. Whoa. Blow. Whoa. Blow in my mind. Wow. Mind blown. Mind blown. Um, but I think for the most part, I you know, I know the most personally about the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror in Hollywood Studios. Um, so I think most of my knowledge is going to be. I don't, I don't know about you guys as well, but kind of focused around that specific attraction. It, it was my, I mean, it was my favorite ride um, of all time. Like in yeah. any park I'd ever been in, um, Tower of Terror for years was my favorite attraction. It's now switched over to Pirates of the Caribbean at Shanghai, but that'll be a different podcast. Um, mm. But I just, I, I anytime we were at studios, I would want to ride it. It was just such a great themed, and I, I would say... As far as theming goes, it was when you think of like greatly themed locations at Disney, it was Hollywood Tower of Terror and um, Haunted Mansion. Those are the top two that I always think about. I agree. It's definitely um, my. F- I think it is my favorite attraction. There are other there are other attractions that come and go that I get like really excited about, um, but Tower of Terror is definitely my favorite, and I. As I was preparing to, you know, have this conversation with you guys, um, I realized I didn't have to take a ton of notes because I've just been on this ride a billion times. <laughs> I mean, I, I, all the trips and all everything, I feel like I, and, you know, if you ride this towards the end of the night, I feel like you can get on it three or four times right in a row. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's kind of how you do it. And I, I, I love it, so... Well, and I mean, it's true to it because they brought this ride over. There was one in Orlando, but then they continued to build it or retheme it or work on it for other parks because it was so popular and because it is so beloved. Mm-hmm. It's just a good ride, you guys. Such a good yeah, ride. Um, you know, I have also, I think growing up, if I was like, if I'm going to work at Disney World one day, I really want to be a bellhop. It's oh, yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah. Such a cool costume. And they're, I feel like they're just having so much fun all the time. That's been my observation. Because you just get to be kind of cranky. I feel like if you're a cast member elsewhere, you have to smile more. Um, but at Tower of Terror, you get to be kind of creep. And I think I'd really like that. I think so. But wasn't it recently in the news that someone got punched working there? So, I mean... Guess just no. it was I, I, when I was look when I was looking this up a news article popped up that just says Tower of Terror bellhop got punched in the face. Remember years ago, at California Adventure, it happened in front of Tower of Terror where they the whole pepper spray thing happened. Oh yeah, I what don't know this story. On? What what was that? So there was a guest who got pepper sprayed by security because of I don't even remember. There was a video. It was some sort of altercation that was happening between two guests i don't even remember if it was maybe it was a cast member too i don't i don't know the full story um but yeah security was there was a bit of an issue because they pepper sprayed the guy and um the the video just went viral so it became this like big thing so do we think that there's some twilight zone things happening Ooh. where it just really elevates emotions possibly? i think that there there's are some, some bad jujus there 
Oh, I was about to say bad juju. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. No, it's great. God, you guys are like, on the no. same wavelength. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Let's just start talking about this. We're at this attraction. Um, one of my favorite things about it is actually the outdoor queue. Mm-hmm. It's a very beautiful it's, queue. It's a beautiful queue. And it's kind of, it's definitely super creepy. It's very vibey and moody. It could be like the sunniest um day in orlando and it feels because there's just like overgrown trees and weeds and gardens um kind of winding around at any view you could look up and see the hotel in front of you kind of foreboding um misters and um old abandoned statues and some like ghostly jazz playing it doesn't get better than that it really doesn't and they do yeah it just has that like oh sorry go ahead no no you go Oh, I was just going to say, it's just when you, it's nice because when you, as soon as you walk up and you walk in, it has that feel of an old abandoned hotel. It's really cool. And they do a good job of like making you forget the rest of the park when you're in there. I don't, you don't see any other attractions like the, the walls and the foliage are, you know, Mm -hmm. high enough that you just feel like you're in a courtyard. And all it is is it's just an outdoor queue, <laughs> but they've truly made you forget that. It's I I think that's fantastic. Um, I've been in there a couple of times when you know when you start getting closer to the main entrance and you pass by um, like an overhang and there's a abandoned fountain kind of in between you. You guys yes. know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oftentimes I'll be waiting, and sometimes I'm by myself because. I like to solo theme park and there'll be families around us who it's very clearly their first trip or something. And they, and they make comments like, this looks stupid. Like, why isn't this fountain on? Or like (laughs) Disney's really cutting corners with their plumbing or whatever. Like, why isn't this fountain on? It's so hot. This would be nice. And I don't say anything because I just absolutely don't want to be that person in any form, but I feel it. And I want to be like, what's theming? It's abandoned. (laughs) It's supposed to be this way. It's supposed to be this way. You're noticing it. It's successful theming. Um, but it happens. I mean, I'm, I'm serious every single time. It's like, wow, this place, they're really slacking on upkeep. It's like, ugh. <laughs> Do you know so, what you're in line for? <laughs> it's so interesting that I, I never realized that, that people didn't like actually take it in as theming. It was more of like, oh, it's busted and broken down. Yeah. You're like, wow, this looks, it doesn't look good. Um also, I was, speaking of which, I wanted to roll this back a little bit. Um, we talk a lot about how if Disney were to create new attractions, it's usually from a popular movie or um, a character that we all know and love. Um, but I, I was thinking how interesting it would be if they presented something like this today, where they're like, we're going to build an e-ticket attraction about the Twilight Zone. <laughs> like, what would be the the fan or like the their reaction to it? I feel like people would be like, no, that's so stupid. That's, that's <laughs> but question. it is such a classic. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, well, and it's I interesting digress. because of the, the reboot. Um, Great point. Yeah. Now that they've rebooted on CBS All Access, our, one of our new sponsors. Wow, that um, felt like a plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, I realized we hadn't done any sponsors yet. So wow. Yeah, we're throw that out. <laughs> flying free this episode. Um, but yeah, so like, I wonder, I don't know what the... What the um, you know, uh, oh my God, I can't talk. I don't know what the reception has been for this new Twilight Zone, but mm-hmm. like, I wonder if it has brought new fans that are younger 
versus like you know Twilight Zone typically is probably an older fan yeah demographic but I think though that I mean Disney can just do so great with an idea no matter what so when you think about like bringing around like Pandora and you know that world being open Avatar had come out like what five ten years before that oh yeah but then Disney did such a good job of just making it its own I've never seen Avatar and I don't care to but Pandora (laughs) the land is so amazing and I love it so I think think that's a great point I think that they do a really great job of if they have a great idea whether or not it's popular they picked it for a reason that's true so after the outdoor queue, or if you have a fast pass, um, you go directly into the Hollywood Tower Hotel lobby oh, wait. area. Before oh, yeah. You, before you go into the lobby, my favorite part of that whole place is when you go up the, uh, is it stairs or ramp? I can't remember. Um, and you're, you, it's right before you go into the building, and it's that patio. Oh, yeah. And... It, it, every single time I go into that queue and get to that part, I, I still to this day look around and go, wow, like it looks like I'm on this deck that's, you know, way above everything. Yeah. I don't see anything else that's taking me out of the moment. So for them to have that like big open area and still for it to feel so themed, mm-hmm. That it just blows my mind every time. I want to actually walk around that entire like deck. When I I'm do there. too. I want to put on like a very fancy dress and drink yeah. champagne on that deck <laughs> desperately. <laughs> I say we do it. Yes. Oh yes, let's go. Hmm. I've wondered if they actually have like, do they use that as any type of? Because I, I, I've always thought like, oh, how cool would it be to have like an event here, on this like, deck, open deck here. I don't know if they actually use it or not for anything, but it'd be cool. It would be so cool. I've never witnessed anything like that. Mm-mm. But I still want to. Still want to have a, some champagne out on that little, especially right. like at like sunset. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure if you have the right amount of money, you can have a party wherever you want. Right. That's a good point. Well, I guess we'll ask our sponsors to help. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we're in the lobby, though. Um, and the whole, there's a, there's a lot of, lot of stuff going on in the lobby actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea behind it is that, and we'll get to this in a little bit, kind of the pre-show, um, but the story or what you're supposed to kind of see when you are in the lobby, it looks like it's just been in, completely abandoned. Um, but not like, oh, this hotel closed and everyone left it as if things Mm -hmm. just were frozen in time because everybody just disappeared basically so there are um personal items thrown about i think there's like a um like a table game going on like right in the middle of the game yeah Um, is it like check no it's something i couldn't find any pictures of it or yeah there's some or dominoes maybe i can't remember there's something like an old-fashioned game that's playing i love it yeah as if like two people were playing and they just like vaporized so um And there's cobwebs everywhere, and it just it looks totally untouched. Um, and there is, yeah, that's kind of in where you, if you have a fast pass, that's also the, usually the first thing you see. <laughs> You're there pretty quick. You're there pretty quick. That's kind of your first introduction to the whole um, experience. I um, wonder if your your family that was earlier 
walked in and is like, oh god, they're not even cleaning in here. It's so dusty and dirty. Potentially, I think <laughs> I think that's where the me- the theming and messaging really hits it hard. It's like, oh right, like mm-hmm. this is a spooky thing. Um, we're outside of the kind of easing into it, but yeah, probably <laughs> this these families were probably like, oh gross. Um, <laughs> A fun fact I remember hearing or reading when I was much younger, when I was um, in my infanthood of this Disney obsession of mine, um, was that on a regular basis, I don't know what regular means, but it's happened that um, maintenance crews actually have to come into the lobby every so often and reapply the dust or the cobwebs um, for the effect, which I thought was kind of funny like where did it where does it go i guess it's not real dust though because that would be like a health hazard so (laughs) it's it's something that needs reapplication every so often real dust and cobwebs aren't as glamorous it's not like they the spiders know exactly where to go right (laughs) you can't control a spider right wish um this is also the part where you kind of um it's called something. You guys might be able to help me. But where you kind of get out of line a little bit, you you pass the your first cast member or your bellhop, and they they you know ask how many in your party as they do, and then you just kind of like stand in a group. They tell you to go stand in front of this door or that door by the library, and oh, you just like kind of stand in a group, like the post merge area. Yeah, yeah, it's like pre library. Is that mm-hmm. the library that you go yeah. to? But so when you go into that area, there's actually the ele- an elevator right in front of you. The elevator that crashed back in 1939. <gasps> right. You're right. Because yeah. this time we're going in a service elevator. I guess the story later on goes. But um, one thing I did read is that there's a board that has those little letters that you like stick into the felt or whatever. They're yes. really popular oh. nowadays. Yes. And yeah. There's a lot of mis- letters missing in whatever they're saying. And... Actually, when it was built at the bottom, it said Evil Tower. Mm. And that's what yes. it said. But now, after 9-11, they took those out. And um, there were no letters there for a little bit. But then they added letters back. And now it says, You are doomed. That's crazy. No problem. Um, I, will, I will admit, so this, this ride does not. There are a few moments on this ride that scare me. And it's not the falling. Um, but one of them is actually right in this moment. Um, on either side of this waiting little small area in front of the ele- uh, elevator and the two library doors are these busts, are these statues? You guys know what mm. I'm talking about? Nope. Well, you're gonna. <laughs> because they <laughs> are so creepy. <clears throat> they're like a, a man and a woman maybe and, and they're on each side like kind of flanking either side of this room. And I remember being... Um, a small child and to this day I don't like to be too close to them um I don't think they're intentionally set up to be extra spooky like I think they're supposed to be a little creepy um but they remind me so much of those the busts on the haunted mansion that like follow you and they don't like they're this is not this is not a gag like not an effect in any way but they are super creepy to me Uh, but it kind of helps set the mood if you know if you're feeling um not like if it's like 12 noon and you're not in the mood to be on the spooky ride those busts get me into a spooky <laughs> and you mood. walk through this like terrible garden and right lobby and you're still perky you're still perky <laughs> these well, busts <laughs> will get you i'm gonna i'm also gonna send you guys at like 4 a.m pictures of these busts just to freak you out i can't picture them for some reason it must be just something that i ignored yeah or didn't pay attention to yeah you were well you were probably too perky 
I was laughing already. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You were just standing in the corner giggling. <laughs> so one thing um, to mention, though, about the lobby, I don't know any specifics, but I do know that there are a lot of hidden, not just hidden Mickeys, I think there are a few, but there's a lot of hidden nods to different Twilight Zone episodes. So I know at some point hmm. there's some glasses that are referenced to um, an episode called Time Enough at Last, but that's the only one I actually like remembered specifically but each like little section where a guest was is a nod to a different Twilight Zone episode that's really cool that's that's where I wish I um I appreciate that those details even though I don't know what those references are and I kind of want to now I kind of want to go and and it wasn't chess it was Mahjong oh interesting very nice. I just sent you guys a picture of those busts, by the way, so... Thank you. Be ready to never sleep again. <laughs> um, all right, so shall we go into the pre-show library? Yes. Yes, please. Let's go. Ooh, oh, one God, other geez. thing, though, is at Guardians of the Galaxy, they have a similar library-esque thing that you go into, but on the outside of it are a whole bunch of um, drawings or paintings of Jeff Goldblum in different outfits. Because he was a yes. character in Thor. Yes. And that just brings my heart so much joy. Wait. All right. Question. Why? <laughs> like, why him Him and no one else? Well, he's a family member, right, to um, the guy who owns the location? I, I'm here's the deal. This isn't a, an Avengers podcast. This is a <laughs> I Appreciate Theme Park Attractions podcast. So those who have a little bit of more insight to Marvel can tell you, but as a, yeah. Yeah. a yeah, frequent theme park goer, just seeing a big painting of Jeff Goldblum in very colorful outfits is a joy to me. This is a Twilight Zone podcast so where we recap Twilight Zone episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're way off base here. Yeah, right. but it has yeah, it has to do with a relation between the, those two characters in the. I love that. Yeah. In the library. Um, in the where are we? Are we all? Oh, in the we're library? in the library now. <laughs> okay. Was that a statement of we are in the library now? I don't know about you guys, but I I just looked around. I was like, are we? I'm not. <laughs> I feel it. So the library is really cool. It's um. I'd say the most detailed pre-show I've ever been in. Just there's books on the wall and artifacts and tables and chairs and more cobwebs and the whole the whole <laughs> deal. It's super, super, super spooky. There's a window to one corner. Um, and as soon as everybody's in, the cast member says something. Does anyone remember what they say? Um, uh, it's like stay towards the center. It's kind of almost like it reminds me of like Haunted Mansion, where it it's is, like stay away from the walls, you know, stay towards the center. And similarly, the char- the cast member is being, you know, <laughs> kind of spooky. A real gem. Yeah, they're being they're right. <laughs> they're being not perky, shall we say? Um, At this point, the family's like, oh god, that person doesn't want to work here. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I'm gonna make a complaint. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going from the point of view of that family. Where yeah. is my <laughs> family? <Pepper> spray. Yeah. <laughs> the best part about that family is that you have an on-ride photo with them to remember oh, them forever. Right. <laughs> Cherish forever. <laughs> God, they were weird. And then they have that picture, too, and they're like, who was that girl by herself? <laughs> Why was she doing that? Looks like she always had something to say. Yeah, she really wanted to talk to us, and she never <laughs> did. She looked like a real sourpuss, too. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, all right, we're in the library. Cast member says something weird. The lights go out. And all of a sudden, I thought this was the coolest thing growing up. I still do. It's it, there's a thunderstorm going outside. There's lightning and thunder, and the TV in the upper corner goes on. Anyone want to jump in here? Well, so the fun thing about this is, it, Rod Sterling comes on and he's introducing an episode of the Twilight's, or well, he's talking about how you're in the Tower of Terror, but um, Rod Sterling had been dead well before they started manufacturing this attraction. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that alone was a, a cinematic marvel. Mm-hmm. And even like for the time, if you think of the time when they made that, like the fact that they used that footage and then they matched up the voice with this whole, you know, that whole, what a, what a cool thing that they were able to do very early on in like CGI days, you know? So cool. And it is flawless. Like the, I have, I've watched and watched trying to find, like trying to be like, oh yeah, that looks like it was made in 1994, you know? Um, and it's mm-hmm. hard. The audio is perfect. The video is spliced together perfectly they're like it's flawless it's really funny and good i love it yep um it was a actor named mark silverman who was chosen by rod's wife to provide her husband's voice the um video was from it's a good life which is an episode of the twilight zone and the thing i thought was the most exciting was that that same actor reprised the voice of sterling in the first season finale of the twilight zone revival series in 2019 Oh, I love oh, that. Oh, that's great. How that's cool fantastic. is that? I love it. And Molly, you were mentioning the lightning. So I think maybe, and help me remember this, because I feel like there's a moment in the pre-show where it goes from, like, you're just watching it on the screen. Like, there's a feeling of, like, I'm watching it on TV. And then all of a sudden, it changes to a feeling of, like, I'm actually inside of this environment yes. so yes so let's talk about, let's talk about what actually goes down in this pre-show yeah. actually um so rod which is a fun, rod. Name, which is a fun name to say <laughs> i don't know anyone named rod so that just That's came true. out very awkwardly yeah. rod i don't have any friends named rod no i have no enemies named rod either maybe i need to name a child rod that's gonna be my my it's just when someone's make- name rod what is their name Roderick? <laughs> Let's ask Rod Stewart. Or the movie Oh right. The movie Hot Rod with uh, Andy Samberg. Those are my most famous rods that come to mind. What about Rod what's what was his name? Rod Roddy? Is that his name? The announcer the announcer who has now died, but from Price is Right. Oh. Yeah, he was Rod also, but I can't remember his last name. I mean I guess I have a lot of friends named Rod. <laughs> <laughs> friends in quotation marks <laughs> well honestly when sir when cheryl was like oh rod stewart i was like oh well yeah never mind no You're yeah like, oh no, yeah i definitely I have do a now. friend yeah yeah i mean how do i forget rod yeah 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 rod 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 i got rods in my life <laughs> maybe rodney if your name's rodney rodney you go by rod? is the obvious choice here <laughs> roderick <laughs> i do feel like there are rodericks though yes 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 oh, maybe not God. as many Rodney is obviously a name. We are we are losing it right now. <laughs> We're like, what an interesting choice of names. Um, back to the pre-show. Ooh, actually, Rod Library. Rod Stewart's yes. original name is Roderick David Stewart. Oh, wow. Roderick, how interesting. So sorry. Back to the pre-show. 
that's library. where that came from. I knew so much about it. We are we are getting stuck in the library, which has happened. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, man. We, I got to get through this pre-show. All right. Here we go, Rod. Back to Rod. So the story goes that in Hollywood, 1939? Cheryl, I need a fact check on that one. 1939, um, correct. Yes, so it's a it's a famous hotel. There's all sorts of glitzy, glammy people staying here, including a elegant looking couple, a young little girl who kind of looks like Shirley Temple, I'd say, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, an older woman, and a bellhop. A bellhop. I couldn't remember if that actually happened or if I'm just thinking of the 1997. Oscar-winning movie, Tower of Terror. Oh, that's where <laughs> oh, I got my info from, so you're correct. I don't know. Sometimes I get, I need to keep my storylines straight. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to that. Um, so they all get, it's like a super thundery, lightning, stormy night. They get into the elevator, and all of a sudden, the elevator gets struck by lightning, which I don't, scientifically isn't a thing, but leads them into the literal twilight zone, and the elevator shafts disappear the elevator falls to the ground and the entire i guess i guess we're also meant to assume that all the everyone else in the hotel disappears as well i think i guess um and thus our next step in the journey is to go to the service elevators to enter the twilight zone because you know the elevator shaft disappeared as you can actually see from the front of the building if you look closely there's like two spaces where there should be elevator shafts. Whoa. Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But what Ashby said earlier is true. So um, Rodney Sterling goes on to say <laughs> something along the lines of um, like on a night like this and there's lightning in the pre-show and there's also lightning yes. at the window. It's the coolest it's really cool. moment. Yeah. It's, yeah. This whole, there's a journey to this ride. Like again, you could come in like super happy, perky, and there are so many like little things that put you in a very moody state of mind, um, and this that was def- that's definitely one of them. Um, and then magically, after the pre-show ends, the lights come on, and one of those walled library doors open to reveal um, the exit or the entrance out into the boiler room. Whew, I'm exhausted. I would just like to <laughs> we in- made it. input a little fact check. Uh, Rod Sterling's full name is Rodman Edward Sterling. <laughs> Rodman. <laughs> what? I like Rodman. That's cool. Rodman. Hello, my name's Rodman. Rodman yeah. Edward Sterling. Uh, wow. That's a that's a that's like three like impactful names. Like I don't know. Roderick Rodney Rodman. Oh, you mean Rod Rodman's no, just, actual just name? <laughs> his name. Yeah. Like, all three of those are like powerful parts of a name. He was meant to be the man he was. Yeah. So, or he just took on a stage name at some point. Correct. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so we left the library now. Thank God. Where are uh, we? we were in there we too long. We made it. We were we in made there too it. long. We're now in the boiler room, which is the basement, Ooh. basically, right? That's what it's meant to be. Um, mm-hmm. I have a couple comments and questions for you guys about this room. So basically, you you re-enter kind of the line world. You've gone in, you've done these like little pre-shows, little um, huddles, and then you go back into a line. Um, and in this particular boiler room, you can go straight all the way down the corridor to a set of service elevators, or you can make like a little right-hand turn. Mm-hmm. 
and the tr- it's totally up to the guest which place they want to go. Do you guys go in either of those lines, like routinely or habitually, or it's does it not matter at all? Whatever one's shorter. I always use try to go away from whoever I feel like or ride with people I'd enjoy sitting next to. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. So not that family that Molly was Correct. with. Correct. So, yeah, well, I would want to ditch them too. Um, <laughs> these poor people, like, I don't even remember them. But um, <laughs> I always go straight. Huh. I don't know why. I just really like it a lot better, I think. Well, isn't that, isn't the way, if you go straight, that there's a little bit, is there more of a cue that way? Or are they both equally I think distant? they're probably the same. I mean, the, there is kind of like, the Disney rule that if there are two lines, you should go into the one that isn't moving because then that's about to move. It's going to move, right? Yeah. Um, so that's, I think they're, I think they're probably the same. But one, yeah, like I've if you turn right, you kind of loop back from where you came from. And if you go mm-hmm. forward, you just take, you just go around the corner. And I so guess this is just a weird thing I do, I guess. Where they're <laughs> pulling from, right? Because do they pull, because there's what, four essentially four loading zones is yes. that am i getting yeah. right so okay so each one's pulling two each one's pulling okay. two got it got it, got it. yeah but depending on yeah you also i guess take a look at the people around you depending on um kind of what if you have a family who right doesn't know what they're doing yeah that's that's yeah, they're that's gonna Cheryl's take forever technique. yeah they are gonna take <laughs> forever and the one kid's gonna cry yeah it's God. worth it I'll, it's worth it i'll wait longer um there are yeah. There's certain groups that I, I I've done the same thing. Like there's if I'm following them and they're like a very, uh, what's the word for this? Like a very active or like boisterous group that I know is going to be like one that like laughs or screams or is like oh my god, you know. Well, that you want to be the only one laughing on the ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They wouldn't be laughing, but you know, I want somebody who like, because that is the worst is when you ride it and nobody, there's like no noise. I don't know what's happened to these people, but like. I've been on some <laughs> elevators where it's like nobody like there's like a little like oh and then I'm like laughing you know like a maniac and it, it does it adds to the energy of the ride if you're with people that are actually alive vocal vocally enjoying it yeah or, yeah, or alive <laughs> it is interesting on these like um, these types of rides where who you ride with does totally matter like mm-hmm. if you get on Space Mountain it, you want to be with your friend or you're like co-traveler or whatever but like who's behind you doesn't matter it doesn't matter but on things like tower of terror it it really does because it is such like a um experience yeah. you want to be with and who's be with gonna good be in my people. photo yeah well yeah and the video yeah. i <laughs> love the video yeah. so much um anyway we're in the boiler room we're about to go on our loading oh and did you know in the boiler room there are levers that you can pull what no yeah, so there's a few things along the wall, which for the longest time I just looked at them. I didn't realize they were actually – but there was a, a guy in front of me one time in line who reached out and pulled down. It's like one of the levers on one of the – it looks like an electric box, you know? I'd be like, oh, my God, don't! <laughs> right? And I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, man, what's he doing? But it's all props. And what happens is when you pull it down, it really makes a loud um, – it's like a uh, – I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a loud clap noise, like it's clicking, you know? But it is really loud, and it actually scares people sometimes when you pull it. So next time you're there, when you go through, if you see one of those levers, just pull it. And I'm sure – I mean, I'm sure it was put there to be messed with because it's right there within reach of a guest. Um, and it does it, – it, it'll scare people because it's such a loud noise that comes out of nowhere. I'm definitely doing that. 
on my way to the straight ahead line. Pull the lever, Kronk. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So now we're up at the front of the line here. You get put on little spots to go into the elevator shaft. Um, I also want to say while you're waiting um, to like waiting on your little numbers to for the door for your elevator to get there and the doors to open, there is um, you can watch your elevator come down to the mm-hmm. basement, which is always really fun. I like have liked that part always in the past. Um, all right, we're in the elevator. Where do you guys like to sit? Do you have a favorite spot? Oh, wait. This is something I'm going to bring up. I want to ask you too. So I feel that I, like, I would classify myself as like a, ra- a ride connoisseur mm. of like, oh, when I walk up to an attraction, I immediately know how this thing's going to load, what I, my behavior needs to be as a guest. <laughs> And like, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. just, you, you have a feel for it. Every time I go into line for Tower of Terror and I get up to those numbers, I have to look at the sign. Yeah. I can never for the life of me remember which way they load that thing. And I didn't know if like, am I the only person that no. feels like an idiot when Same. I go to that ride? Same. And I'm, as I'm like getting a little bit closer, I try to like see the the sign a little bit because I, I know where I like to sit. So if I can mm. like request it or something, yes, no, you're not alone. I definitely do okay. that as well. Okay, good. good. It's, it, and it's, um, it's illogical also because some, some pieces of the row have three seats and some have four. And I always get that a little yeah. mixed up as well. I can't imagine working there. I'm sure you get used to it, but like, that's a weird one. That's a weird one to load. They must have dreams at night loading it. <laughs> like threes and fours and twos and single right now. Right. <laughs> Um, no, that's a good observation. And then there's kind of a funny voice. Oh, yeah. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like the voice that you hear over the... And there, you hear the voice right when the elevator... Like right when the ride actually starts as well. But it, that's it's not Rod. It's not Rod's voice. Mm-mm, it's someone mm-mm. else. Yeah, um, it's different. It's weird in French, too. Ooh, yeah, I bet. But it's kind of a funny, funny voice. I like... What it's one of the people who got left behind. <laughs> oh, maybe. It probably is. It probably is like like in the concepty materials for this ride. It's probably like, this is the host, front desk host or whatever. <laughs> right. The story. Um, so I like to sit in the front row more than anything because I don't like, again, because this is so experience-based, like who you're doing this with, I don't like to see other people's like heads. It throws me oh. off a little bit. I like to be right up front. It, it makes me... It makes me a little bit more nervous on the ride, um, but hmm. I, I like will wait a couple turns to sit in the front row on this ride. Really? And I like to be in the middle. I don't like to be anywhere near the ends. I like to be a little like untethered on this ride. I like that feeling. Yeah. I don't think I've ever ridden think... anywhere but the back row. Interesting. <laughs> and I'm okay. That's my favorite. Sure. The back row. Wait, this is an interesting thing because I think I've been on Tower of Terror more than any ride. Have I been on this ride with either of you two? I was just thinking I have never ridden the front row of this attraction. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely been in the front row. I don't know if I, I, I don't know. Well, I recommend I rem- it. It's very I don't remember. Fun. <laughs> you know, like I don't remember how. Like you don't remember when we went to California together. Like, <laughs> we did what? <laughs> How, how you went to California with us. I don't, you know? I don't yeah. remember that. Do you guys remember <laughs> the ride having lap bars for all the I back, back oh, middle I was just going to yes. say that. I was just going to say that. That's a good spot, though, actually. Back middle is a good spot. Well, that too. was great because that was the one seatbelt, so you actually felt yeah. secure. 
I, yeah. I, I used to always request that one back in the day, but then they switched it up and made it all Cheryl friendly. <laughs> so the lap bar is is wild. So I, I think we all probably experienced that when we were physically smaller, which is even oh, better. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if yeah. you were sitting with any adults or anyone who was who had like long legs or whatever, as lap mm-hmm. bars do, they get like locked into place with the to the largest as, person to the largest person right so if you're smaller um you go flying on oh yeah that you ride. get some air you yeah. get some air and i uh-huh. um i remember going with cousins or whatever we were probably in like 12 or whatever and all of us like putting like um trying to manipulate it a little like standing on our tiptoes like on in the seats to get our knees as high as possible <gasps> to try to like um yeah to try to get as much air as we possibly could you know mm-hmm. so i love it that is, yeah. I do remember the lap bar. Is that why they got rid of it? Because that's wildly dangerous? Probably. I remember sitting oh, next to my sure. dad and being able just to get out whenever I wanted to. <laughs> right. <laughs> you could definitely easily get out of that thing if you had a larger person next to you. Yes. Oh, totally. Um, yes, I, I miss the lap bar. I'm going to say it. It was more fun. It was I more agree. fun. It, it, good. It's more of a, it feels like your life is in danger. So. <laughs> I like the seatbelt. <laughs> I will say the seat the seatbelt. Because a lap, here's the other thing. A lap bar, you de- you got more air. But a lap bar, you have something to hold on to a little oh, bit true, better. True. With the mm-hmm. seat belt, you're kind of like, there's it has right. its own <laughs> bit of anxiety there. You're like not, you're not sure what to hold on to or what to grab or whatever. So that, that is fun as well. That is true. Lately, because I have, I didn't ride the ride for a very long time, and then when Guardians came up, I started riding it again, and I used to just hold on to the lap bar with dear life and now i've struggled i look so awkward in the photos every time because (laughs) i'm like grabbing the seat in front of me and half under my own leg and i can't do it you're grabbing like the family next to you or whoever had to sit next to me i'm so sorry (laughs) and they do have the little they have like handles to hold on to but it it's yeah, I don't oh, you know. can't find. There's no way you could find those handles yeah. in that moment of panic. It doesn't yeah. make you feel secure. No, it doesn't. No. It's. I need yeah. to like so. fetal position myself, and those handles do not allow for it. <laughs> I really want to ride this with you too. I'm yes. really looking forward oh, to. We can gosh. make this happen. We'll do it so in fun. our um, long dresses and champagne. <laughs> well, I mean, after several hours on the patio. Right. <laughs> um. All right, so you're in. The cast member Bellhop always makes some sort of, like, funny comment or, like, does a weird stare as the doors close. I've always really liked that as well. Uh, Yeah, I love the ones where, like, they're, like, right at the, like, their face is right there as the door closes. And then they they give you this, like, uneasy feeling, whether it's, because I've had some that have been super nice where they smile. Yeah. But it's, like, a... A psychopath smile. Correct. <laughs> like, it is the psychopath smile. Yeah, you don't know what's behind that smile. Like the eyes. That yeah, very scary. Um, so the doors close. We're going up. Woo! The first <laughs> in the first place, the elevator stops. It dings. It opens. It's just your standard old hotel hallway. And, and really, I need to take a drink awesome. of water so someone else. Okay. <laughs> well, I love that hallway because it's like such. It's like a great. Uh, force perspective great example of that where it's just like it goes it, it i mean it looks like you know a long hallway in a hotel yeah there and there's like a it well it looks like an elevator landing right of like a floor yeah and mm-hmm. there's a mirror across from us am i remembering this correctly 
Yeah, you are. And I actually, I agree, Ashby. I think, um, again, this is a creepy ride. It's Again, it's, it's not horror. It's not Halloween Horror Nights where, like, stuff is meant to gross you out or make you scared. It's just there's a creep factor to it. It looks mm-hmm. like hotels we've all stayed in. And to this day, I don't think I can go into, like, an old hotel in an older city and stay in the hotel and not be like, oh, God, that little girl is going to be at the end of this hallway. Right. <laughs> Well, no it gives, elevator. It, it gives me like a, there's a little bit of a, a throwback to The Shining. We were talking about Stephen King Definitely. earlier. Like, I, I think of that. And, and I don't know, I see that whenever, like any old hotel I've ever been in, you just get this weird feeling yeah. <laughs> from like those types of movies. That's a great point. Oh, God, I'm so glad this was not a Stephen King attraction. I mean, oh, wow. I really like Stephen King, if you're listening, Mr. King. Um, Sponsor, sponsored by sponsored Mr. By Stephen King. Mr. Stephen King. Mr. Stephen Rodman <laughs> King. <laughs> um, but that would just be too scary. Like, could you imagine if this was a Shining ride? Oh, my God. That's where oh. I would have been laughing hysterically. You would open yep. the doors and the twins would be there. Oh, and God. then the, no. the, the, the like blood river would start flowing at you. <gasps> Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Oh, now I think they missed it. They totally missed an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> After last year's Halloween Horror Nights and seeing that uh, two years ago. Oh, yes. Yeah, where they had yes. the shining. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we should talk to somebody <laughs> about you. our recommendations. That's right. It's BS now. Maybe the, uh, uh, the Paris Tower of Terror ooh. could use a little Stephen King overlay. The shining. <laughs> What's the shining in French? Does anyone know? I'll Google it. Le shining. <laughs> I don't know. I just good guess. Good guess. <laughs> I'm gonna go with it. I I apologize to our French listeners. Oh, our French listeners. Uh, what is sorry Merci. in French? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. I'm cutting oh, this. Out. Terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> this has got to go. It's <laughs> a cutting room floor. Um, um, all right. So we're in this cre- creepy hallway. Le Fante Lumière. Mm. Oh. Nice. All right. Hey. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. <laughs> I still like mine better. <laughs> Me too. Le Shining. Le Shining. <laughs> um, oh, oh, my God. We're... This is the longest ride of oh, Tower the of hallway. Terror of time. Oh, the hallway. The hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're in the hallway, and then at the end of the hallway, you're right, Cheryl, there's a mirror, and the mirror starts floating because this is a creepy haunted hotel and then it breaks which i believe is a reference to something that happened in the twilight zone episode for sure sure. i think we just don't know what it is um and then this is one of the scariest parts of the ride all the while there's some moody music going on i want to be perfectly clear all there's there's music Mm -hmm. um and then there's the ghostly images of the five people who disappeared in the elevator shaft appear and even scarier they start like reaching towards you to join them come this way come this way (laughs) and in the old days with the lap bar i you bet you could (laughs) you could (laughs) um I don't understand, like, the reasoning. Like, these people, like, the whole story is funny because it's like, everyone's gone, and now we're the dumb ones that are like, we're going to go yeah, find we've them. we've opted into this. We're like, <laughs> right. take me to the service elevator. And then Stupid. their ghosts show up, and then they're summoning us to follow them. Right. Like, come on. Why would I? No, I don't want to do this now. Right. Well, and that's interesting you mentioned that because in the 1997 um, award-winning 
movie <laughs> Tower of Terror. Oh, it's award-winning. Yeah, it's all of them. Um, they they attempt to because like what are why do they want us to come with them? Like are they? Right. I don't think they were evil. Like why are they acting evil? You know? Right. Um, yeah. This movie attempts to give like a little backstory to this, and we are riffing on this movie, but it is good and i watch it every i need Halloween. to watch it yeah I it's need like to watch it. it's like it's on like the level of hocus pocus for me you know you're like i mm. watch it's like a halloween movie without being um super scary i guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's like baby kirsten dunst it's really really good um and gutenberg's in it right yeah yeah old steven <laughs> old steven <laughs> well we're referencing them as if we're like friends <laughs> yeah old goot oh Goot's is goot in it? it i think that was one of goot surly works <laughs> the good old gutenberg yeah um it is actually really good but that movie attempts to give a little bit of a, like a backstory and a a reason why a ghost would want you would be summoning oh, you right okay, like they need okay. they need help i guess basically um yeah. not what's going on in the ride but right yes they are just uh, like really freakishly urging you on um so then they disappear and the hallway disappears and is replaced by like am i getting this out of order i might be i'm now i'm now thinking about it myself i'm like wait because i think the mirror floats with the stars oh god we got to re-record this the hallway disappears Um, and becomes a window the mirror becomes a window the mirror becomes a window in the stars. Does it? And then, and it, then breaks. it breaks. Yes. So, oh and god! Then the so doors the, close. I say, yeah, because we have to move one more time. I came in. I came in this super hot, acting like I knew this <laughs> front hey, and we back. Were going, we're going with it. And this is the first part of the ride, and I got it wrong. Um, yes, but I will say it. Just a little side note here. Um, Ashby, you were saying earlier, it's creepy when you're on like an unenthusiastic elevator full of people. Right. But I think what is something that I've never realized until I started thinking about this ride in preparation to talk about it, is there are moments of, like, silence on this attraction. Mm. So, like, Mm -hmm. when the elevators close and before Rod Sterling comes on again, before you, like, start... Oh, I do need to correct us. It's not Sterling. It's Serling without a T. Oh. Rod Serling. His name. It just keeps getting Can better. Can you double check your Wikipedia? Because that's what mine is telling me. <laughs> oh, my God. We are <laughs> unprofessional. Okay. So Remember the time this episode got scrapped altogether? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a hallway. And halfway through the hallway, the ghosts come in and beckon us on. And then yes. all of a sudden, yes. the hall- there's a window at the end that starts to do some crazy things and then the hallway disappears and then the window floats on its own and then it breaks yes that's absolutely right oh right it is it, when the people are there that's when the little electrocuting thing happens yeah right? and you bounce a little bit Correct. right yeah. wait i want to get this this little sidebar out so we were saying before like um when you're on a on an elevator with kind of like unenthusiastic people it's obnoxious oh yeah, um, yeah. but they're I've, I noted that very rarely ever, if at Walt Disney World, are you not around music. Even when you're mm-hmm. just walking down the street, there's background music going on. There's always a soundtrack on um, rides. There's no downtime. But there's yeah. a couple of moments, and they're brief in the Tower of Terror, where there's no narration, no music, and often no visuals. Like mm-hmm. th- like when the doors close, it's totally black. Just... Yeah, it's, it's definitely jarring. Because it, it, it just, it completely, like, it's... 
I don't know. It's like you're overloaded with sensory stuff, and then all of a sudden there's nothing, and it, it's like it's like a second for you to like your imagination gets to kick in, right? And whether it's like, oh, we broke down, or oh god, what's about to jump out of here, or this thing's about to fall, you know? It, it's cool because you. It's almost like you you create a bit of the ride yes. based upon whatever your imagination does, and then they pick it up from there. Which is probably like um, a lesson in a. Twilight Zone episode uh, featuring Rod Serling, <laughs> apparently, um, where it's like, yeah, you, you're you your own, like, again, these, this ride is not a, uh, you know, Halloween Horror Nights house. There's nothing jumping out at you. Like, all mm-hmm. the, a lot of the, a lot of the scary, the scariest parts of this ride are your own imagination, like, getting the best of you a little bit. Um, so... Interesting. So, I feel like that happens in life too, right? Like, God, you know. Man. Man. Deep moment. Oof. I'm sweating again. I sweat during this podcast. Um, so we are uh, on our way to the what is known as the fifth dimension. Whoa. Precisely. Um, so it opens up, and this is actually the show scene that is makes the Hollywood Studios ride different than all the other versions across the globe and is one of my personal favorite parts as well which in my opinion is what makes it better than actually the other versions as well Um, agree you are no longer really in an elevator because your elevator shaft starts moving forward and i've been on this ride with people who it is their first time and it is not the fact that it's happening because they've all been on rides before, but the, you're going into this ride. Well, all you know about this ride is it's a dropping elevator. It, mm-hmm. the, the fact that it moves forward is so unexpected and definitely very scary. Um, and you're going through the fifth dimension, which is this kind of like, I don't know. How how would you guys actually describe this? Well, isn't it like it's, it's almost like because there's moments where like there's things that are not upright anymore like the lights are sideways and it feels like you're it's like it really is like you're in a weird other dimension yes exactly it is what it and there's a lot of references to some other twilight zone stuff um i don't know if they do this anymore but isn't there like a reflection of the vehicle you're in like you can see yourself in the eyeball do you know the big blinking eyeball well and they did so when they recently did a refurb rehab whatever you want to call it i don't know if this was an element that was always there i i for some reason i feel like it was but earlier on when we got zapped by the people and we were in that scene they do snap a picture now and so then when you're going through the fifth dimension, when you look over, I think it's on the left side, maybe the right, I can't remember. But there's like that weird eyeball thing that then shows the picture of you all from the but, – but there's something weird about it. I can't remember what it is. But it's a really cool show effect that they do that like, yeah, you see yourself and, and everybody else that's in the car with you. Well, and I think it's it's a little – low. the effect is a little low-key in the sense of I, I've experienced this where I'm like, am I in that eyeball? <laughs> like it's not right, super right. obvious, which also adds to kind of the creepiness. Um, and then my in- favorite effect of this entire, my favorite moment of the ride is when you start kind of going off into the darkness. There's like um, little green sparkles in front of you and they all come together in a straight vertical line. And then loudly they split apart and your <laughs> yes, your ride vehicle goes through it. And as 
Cheryl mentioned earlier, this is the moment where in Orlando, you feel the heat and the humidity that you are now entering something that is exposed <laughs> to the outside world. Like you've, yeah, you've right. left to the fifth dimension. Um, you've entered an elevator shaft again. Um, and again, this is another one of those moments where it goes pretty silent and it's anything, something scary is about to happen and anything could happen. Um, and then it does. It goes, actually, it's totally randomized. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't know what's coming. The tower decides your fate. So it could go, it could shoot up a couple of stories and drop. It could drop immediately. It could linger for a second. I think they said there's a total of actually like four combinations. Um, people swear there's more though, but I think that's just, you know, your mind playing tricks on you a little bit. Yeah. Um, I've heard the four. I think that's, I think that's accurate. Yeah. Do you guys have a, a favorite one or any kind of, this is where I black out and I'm not paying attention and scared to death and just holding my knees. So I couldn't and, tell you. And Ashby's laugh, hysterically laughing. And I just continue to laugh, yeah. I think my favorite is the, there's one that's like, I don't know if it is actually longer, but I feel like it's the one that's like the longest where you feel like you're done and then all of a sudden it's not. And it happens like it, like you go down and you're like, oh, this is the end. And then all of a sudden... It shoots you back up again. There is like a fake ending one where you see the like ghost visions again on that screen. Yeah, at the yeah, very yeah, end. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and I don't know if we talked about this, but in the fifth dimension, so the ride mechanics of this thing, uh, kind of amazing, um, but simple because it is a trackless system where the vehicle is basically on the wheels and it's like gliding through the hallway and then there's the wire underneath of it that it's like a it's it's called a guide wire um and if anybody ever rode universe of energy before it went down yeah. it's the same kind of system oh interesting uh cuz universe of energy has the cars that basically are trackless and they have the guide wire underneath that keeps them you know where they're supposed to be um that's actually a really good point because that also adds to the um like, you know you're moving forward, but because there's not a track in front yeah. of you, like, you can't mm -hmm. see a line you're following necessarily. I mean, now there's – now you can kind of see it because um, it's, <laughs> you know, it's been here for a very long time. But right. um, that adds to the uneasiness of it. It's a very impressive ride system. Really great. I mean, and I think I think you mentioned earlier, like, it breaks down. You know, yes. because there are more mechanics to it this and is, things can yeah, happen. This is the moment that, that breaks down a lot, which is why in the other um, versions they scrapped the idea of, like, the moving elevator shafts version, um, which is a shame, I think. I agree. I remember hearing, like, because Otis, who makes elevators, was consulted and or helped make a part of this ride, but they um, were having difficulty in building it because they were like, well, this is exactly what we don't want to happen in all of our elevators. <laughs> we actively try to prevent this from happening, and so it went against everything that they were trying to do. That's so interesting. <laughs> um, I read also in looking, you know, an information about this is that well, two fun facts. First of all, when the elevator is dropping, it actually is dropping faster than you would do. You would free fall, basically. Like so it's Whoa. dropping faster than you would fall. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not ready for that. Um, 
And second, this is, well, you're ready for this fun fact. There are so many like phobias and, and real everyday fears that people have around falling elevators. Like this is really tapping into some stuff um, that the mechanism used in the actual like fall elevator shaft um, is perfectly able to function with one kind of steel wire pulling the elevator up and down basically. Um, but in order to make people feel good, Disney mm-hmm. uses two wires. I'm 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 okay with that. <laughs> so, but yes, you drop a lot, and you actually know the ride is done when you see the like spiral, like black and white, like uh, you know, the like hypnotizing type um, spirals. And Rod Serling <laughs> welcomes you back. You've like, su- yeah, you've survived. Um, and yeah, like a little lesson, make sure before you, you know, go off and do whatever. Make sure you know what vacancy um, you're feeling, yes. Uh, Right. Have, uh, either of you experienced the fear of the little doll? Yes. Oh, man. Ashby, you need, yes, you need to talk about this because it it is, I'm experiencing it right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, and it's funny, I had actually ridden it countless times before this actually happened to me and I, I remember I was sitting in the back row and I think it was the far right side I don't remember which you know side I was riding but all I remember is like the ride was over we're backing up like we do you know to go back to the unload and I just happened to like look over because I was going to look at the props and there's this creepy creepy looking doll that's sitting there and I guess maybe the timing was just perfect where it looked like it was like staring into my soul mm. and it was just this like i had the chills just like run down my body and i was like and i and i looked away and then right when i went to tell the person that was with me when i went to turn around the vehicle had already started to oh. rotate it up there's a um it's a ventriloquist dummy Ugh. um and it says it's the dummy's name is caesar from the twilight zone episode caesar and me oh um yeah so again it's one of those easter eggs of it was in an episode of twilight zone yeah yeah it's nice so like that Whew, i'm exhausted the one thing i did want to say though right at the very beginning before you enter the queue wow going going way back (laughs) there is just the sign that says the hollywood tower hotel and then if you watch it for 10 seconds there's a little like fiber optic um, message oh, that yes. pops above it that says like the Twilight Zone. Wow. It's just yeah, it's just really it's it's just fun. It's actually very mm-hmm. 1994 as far as like special <laughs> effects go, um, but a little timeless. Like it doesn't. It's good. It's real subtle. So. Yeah, it's great. And and even I mean that building at night is beautiful. Oh my gosh, yeah. With the the lit up signs and everything, and it just has a it just has that 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 building is like a character in the park it it's, it's definitely a weenie <laughs> right <laughs> it's what we'd refer to as a weenie. the weenie a weenie yeah uh it it draws you in and i think oh, it, yeah. i mean when that building went up it should have become the icon yeah. for that park because it's just a you mean not the sorcerer's head <laughs> <sighs> oh boy We're, are we all sorcerer head haters i am i don't hate it i actively I every day think about how much i hate it <laughs> Sure, I think for sure. me it was it, it was yeah she, yeah Cheryl what do you um, think? Um, I you know I think it had its ch- 
charm. The fact that it was a pin, wow. a pin shop. It was, was a, a little annoying. Trading store. So right. Annoying. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I think for for me, it was my first time to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Was the hat was there. So for me, yeah. it's always been like a part of the park. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't part of the group that like the Chinese theater was what you first saw. You know what I mean? Right. So it didn't affect me as much where I can understand why people would be upset about that hat being up as long as it was. I, th- yeah. I think being from Central Florida, um, like things that are different and they try it out don't bother me quite as much. So like when they had the arm on the Epcot ball, that was fun and kitschy. I love the birthday cake castle, even though it seemed to really upset oh, no. some people. I was like, what, nine at the time? So I was like, great. It's right. Great. That's that's your aesthetic. So, at nine. Yeah. So knowing that I never felt like it was going to be permanent, so it didn't quite aggravate me as much. But I definitely think that the Hollywood Tower Hotel is a much better weenie. Or icon. Yeah. It's my preferred yeah. weenie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, too, uh, Tower Terror is way better at night. Like, if you're going to ride it once, ride it at oh, night. Oh, yeah. It's just fun. Sure. And then the window. Just adds to the whole thing. Because it, it, oh, it allows you to be, if, especially if it's your first time, try going when it isn't as humid as it can be. Oh, so it's not like the dead giveaway yeah. that you're in the elevator. Exactly. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's really true. But um, in talking about the Tower of Terror, you know, it's become such an icon. It's sponsor or been the theme for a few Run Disney races in the past. They've since retired them, mm. but oh, the fun. Tower of Terror 13K, which is like, what, eight miles that's or something right. like that. And then, um, yeah. Oh, oh, speaking of 13, one of my favorite fun facts about Tower of Terror is, um, well, first of all, at wait times at Disney World, you'll, I think very rarely or never will you see a wait time of zero. It's usually like five mm-hmm. or ten um, mm-hmm. as the lowest, even if it's just a pure walk-on. Um, but Tower of Terror doesn't go any lower than 13 minutes. Ooh. So if you see it 13 minutes. Ooh, creepy. It's creepy. Um, but that's the that's a walk-on if it's 13 minutes. I love that. Yeah. Hey, one more fun fact about, and Cheryl, you were with me for this. Um, in Hollywood Studios on the other side of Rock and Roller Coaster, they opened up that like soundstage area to do mm, the, mm-hmm. um, what's it called? The Lightning McQueen's Racers or something like that. Yes. We went in there, and I don't want to, I mean, if this is your favorite attraction, that's fantastic, but Cheryl and I went in there because we were so hot and wanted to, like, just sit down for a few minutes, if it's I recall. probably the majority of people do yes. that. <laughs> but, and I know for years they've been doing, like, special events and stuff back in that area, but I had never been back there at all, um, and it shows a angle of the Tower of Terror that I've never seen, and one I'm not oh. super comfortable with. Yeah. Interesting. It, because it was, I don't think it was ever really intended to be to be viewed by guests from that angle um it felt a little too, like you can you're very aware of the force perspective yeah that close and i didn't i didn't like it oh how interesting yeah so i would recommend staying away from that attraction yeah, just, don't just kidding away. it's cute um but oh my god i have so many fun facts as you're leaving phantasmic have you guys heard about the the ghost in the window no no Ugh. so i've not seen this in real life, I've only seen it on like pictures or like YouTube videos. Um, again, this is a glimpse into how I spend my time. Um, <laughs> but on the path as you're walking, the main path, 
walking away from Fantasmic. Like at the end of the night, if you zoom in or have very good eyesight and you look at kind of the back end of um, Tower of Terror, there's one window with a light on. And if you look closely, there's like a silhouette of a person. No, thank you. And it's what? super creepy. And That's I think it's crazy. Gutenberg. It is Gutenberg. The, it's the goot. The goot. <laughs> so. That's so crazy. I, I think, never knew about that. I think that is actually all of my fun facts about this oh. attraction. I think we're fun facted out. So I guess that concludes our Tower of Terror chat. It does. For now. For now. We'll probably reference it a lot. <laughs> I think I found... Okay, I've got it. (coughs) (coughs) Me, 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 me. Brown fox, lazy dog. (laughs) It's not even a brown fox. Poor dog, so lazy. Yeah. Okay, here we go. A warm welcome back to those of you who made it and a friendly word of warning, something you won't find in any guidebook. The next time you check into a deserted hotel on the dark side of Hollywood, make sure you know just what kind of vacancy you're filling or you may find yourself a permanent resident of the twilight zone oh, it's so scary boom. crashed boom all right <laughs> <laughs> well done friends this has been a, a darn pleasure Yay. thank you that was exciting all right okay thanks for listening do we have listeners yet no.